if they bring Alistair Black back, can they bring him back to the themes? Not the theme song. Back in back in black. I'm trying to give you a fucking snippet for the beginning. Yes, back in black. That's what I was going for. I'm still going to use that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojitorium. It's Adam and Matt bringing their action-packed episode to King with the boys. From buckle to bell, we give you all the news you need to get caught up in the world of professional wrestling and a little sprinkle of everything else. Here in the Jojitorium, we do like to get a little spooky, but not like our friends over at the Halloween is Forever podcast. These ghouls bring the fright to the fight as three hosts rip horror topics to shreds as they battle to see whose favorite horror flick reigns supreme. Brought together by beer, united by horror. Halloween is Forever will certainly give you that fix that only the candy corn season can. Check out Halloween is Forever by following them on Instagram at Halloween is Forever or just search them out on Spotify and make sure you tell them the boys sent you. Yeah, man. I just listened to episode one. It was all themed around summer camp movies and my favorite movie was included, mm-hmm. Sleepaway Camp. I know why you like uh, that movie. Don't know how it ended up. Not going to spoil it for anybody, <laughs> but it was included, so I was, yeah. I was thrilled at that. Uh, So is it possible that you like that movie immensely because of the ending of it no i just well i mean the ending is a shocker but i like the whole thing it's so campy and cheesy i like that the so you you, behind the scenes of it they always talk about like how they had to like superimpose the female actor's head on the male's body not only give away like if you want to watch it surprises a penis at the end i mean it came out in like 1984 so there's still (laughs) some people i met someone the other day didn't watch billy madison ever well, yeah, we're getting old, buddy. You know, it's it's going to get spoiled then. Yeah, spoiler alert. There's a dick at the end. Uh, <laughs> Billy Madison? <laughs> yep. Back to school. <laughs> so, much like other episodes that we are, and we always have a local beer that we get to feature for the episode, and I'm actually really happy about this because we get to feature one of Adam's, Adam's beer is here. So we actually have uh, Dad Shoes. Dad Shoes drops today. This We're doing this on a Friday. Um, so the social medias are already on fire right now about where you can get it, how you can get it. So Adam, I know you, you've been very kind to let us do Dad Shoes on this episode. So talk us through it, man. Yeah, and I'm not going to be a narcissist and give my tasting notes on it. I'll let you do that part. You um, should, though. But what it is is a, a Pilsner wheat blend in the malt. Um, and then we hop it with lemon drop hops, and then we add a little bit of lemon after fermentation. Um, so it's a lemon shade. So it's like our lining kugel killer uh, in time for Father's Day. Absolutely. So cheers, brother. Cheers. Exactly as described. Nice weediness underneath all the lemon flavor. It's not super tart. It feels like a summer beer. Uh, definitely something that, you know, if you're hanging out in the heat, you need a little refresher because you're uh, greening up all those new balances, cutting the grass. This definitely fits fits the bill. Uh, what's it coming in at? Five 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 two. I think it's five, the lightest two. beer we brewed in 2021. So. Okay, so coming in at five two, absolutely crushable beer. Yeah, we were um, shooting for about five, so yeah. we beat it by a little bit. 
I'm 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 really happy with where the ABV is and how it turned out. Absolutely, and this is uh, just one of the many beers that you can see coming out of the Brew Lab here. So don't forget to follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. You can see what's happening there. So we're gonna sip on this bad boy throughout the entire episode. I'm very happy because. I will be celebrating Father's Day with as many of these things as you allow me to leave the brew lab with. So, <laughs> Absolutely, sir. Yeah. Uh, just as no surprise to anybody, this is my favorite summer beer. I think we talked about before about summer lineups, and I put this in there, and I put it in there for a good reason because it is that good. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. So speaking of good news, I'm going to bring you some news. Not all the good. It's not all good. So Hell in the Cell is coming up here pretty soon, and we have some confirmed matches, uh, one of which makes sense and is boring, and the other one makes no sense because there's no build. So uh, first and foremost, we're going to have chapter, I don't know, what is it, f- 37 of the uh, Lashley versus McIntyre feud. Yeah, they're just going to keep beating McIntyre yeah. until he can't get up. I'm so happy that McIntyre was able to have his moment with the with the belt and then, then get repeatedly beat over and over and over and now this time he can do it in a cage which yeah, and, is fun and i've had to stop watching raw because i've heard they're just repeating matches week after week it, and they're clearly on the raw brand repeating pay-per-views yeah month after month now too this it's, is the third month in a row correct yeah like fourth maybe yeah it's tough man and that's like even the segment of them signing off on the contract the only thing they could think to do to spice up is like yo drew bring a broadsword and he slammed it through the table, and Lashley had to pretend like he was scared. I don't know, man. I my prediction for this is that they finally let this whole rivalry die. I don't care who wins anymore. Uh, I don't either. I th- I mean, we're not making predictions, but I think Lashley will take it again. I mean, yeah. I think they're going to want him at SummerSlam for if when Brock Lesnar so. say his name the right way. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I don't want to say it another time though, because it might be like Candyman. He might show. Up. Yeah, if he does, then like <laughs> whatever he wants to do to you, he's going to do to you. It's, <laughs> there's no stopping him. So the other match that got signed up here, um, one that's interesting because it's two different styles, but it doesn't make any really any sense to me. Is uh, Roman Reigns is taking on Rey Mysterio? Um, there's almost literally no build to this, but Roman Reigns is possibly, and it might be arguably, if I don't think though, he's the best thing going on wwe right now i think main roster yeah yeah i mean i i don't watch every no. minute of main roster wwe anymore i just can't it's uh, hard because it's man. just a drag yeah but yeah i think he's the best thing going he's definitely the best version of himself in his career right now too oh yeah and Agreed. i like the dynamic at least it's something new he's not fighting i don't know even who he was against he well he had the daniel bryan three-way match oh that blew off yeah. that blew off and i thought they were going to start trying to build uh one of the usos against him because there's a lot of like turmoil right now between like in the what do you call it? they're calling themselves the family table right is that what they're saying yeah i think so like, so in the family table the usos are, try- are like slowly defecting so i think it's going to come down to Probably a handicap match where Roman Reigns is going to put the Usos down because, you know, acknowledge me. That's, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it, though. Clash of Styles. Um, both yeah. sides have a family dynamic going right now. So. Yeah. A little I, outside interference, maybe. And I like Rey Mysterio a lot. You know, grew up liking him. He's he's always been he's always been uh, a fan favorite of mine, and he's you know great luchador. So I want to see what he can do. Yeah, he can still do amazing stuff for him. Yeah, if he walks away with the belt, that would be the biggest upset, I think. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> but uh, speaking of something that we thought would never happen, uh, Eva Marie is finally going to debut on Raw on June fourteenth. 
Uh, there's a ton of hype here, but I don't really see where she fits in with the women's roster because the women's roster isn't making any significant moves right now. No, I mean, if they wanted a redheaded version of Lana, they could have just dyed her hair red. Yeah. Like, that's basically what you're getting here. Like, the work rate when she was there before wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe she trained her ass off. No. She looks great. Yeah. Yeah, she, she looks like she's ready. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hope I tell you one thing I hope that she really improved on is her mic skills because that was really yeah, hard. They were dog shit. They were, yeah. You're you're way less sensitive <laughs> than I. Yeah. The when she got on the microphone, I could almost feel myself telling myself like, "Go get another beer." Uh, speaking of another beer match, uh, Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega. It has to happen. But does anybody? Does anybody really care about it? No. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to see what they how they make Jungle Boy look in that match. I mean, I'm I'm hoping he gets a lot of offense in. Oh, he, uh, will, he looks will. strong, and then yeah. it's just going to be you know kind of like run in interference finish. I'm sure. So make him lose dirty. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense too. And I think well, here's what I'll say too. I like. I'm, I know this. You don't like Kenny Omega as much as I do. I like Kenny Omega or at all. Or at all. Um, and, but I also I do. <laughs> I do enjoy Jungle Boy. I do. But I just don't think that he's at that level yet. Like, when you look at Omega versus Moxley, or you even saw, like, a Lance Archer in there, like, something like that, like, that level of uh, of wrestler in there. And I think Jungle Boy's on his way. But he either needs to be all into the high-flying for his body size, or he needs to figure out how to, like, bulk up or something and, and become right. a brawler. Because he's kind of, like, in the middle, and it doesn't quite fit every time yeah it works when he when he's against smaller guys but he's right. not always against smaller guys yeah. to do that so. he would never be believable like so let's say he captures the belt and he goes he goes against like a lance archer or a miro like it's not going to make any sense to me right um but kenny omega going against them i could see that right because much you don't like him omega thick well i am looking forward to a match they just announced for tna where he's going yeah. against the moose that'd be cool uh, i think on sunday saturday yeah. or sunday night yeah. yeah so i am looking forward to that one i think that'll be a that'd be a good one a, high, a higher contested match yeah i think so too and omega has that match too against uh andrade for the triple a belt yeah, yeah. uh in august sometime august yeah, yeah. yeah after after andrade unfortunately wrestles that dipshit alberto del rio Send them packing. Uh, send them packing. El Patron. Speaking of packing, how about that five-way dance at NXT TakeOver? Carrion uh, Cross looked like a complete meat castle on the last episode, the go-home episode. Um, but I feel that this is Carrion Cross's uh, send-up match, man. He's going to lose. It seems quick, but it could be because he lost almost a year, right, with that injury? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean... If Vince, if Vince has gotten a look at him, he, he probably oh, yeah. wants him on the main roster. He fits. He fits everything that uh, Vince loves. It's just that that big, powering, muscular guy. That's right. Checks all the boxes. And we talked about it last week. It's a fatal five way, so it's not an eliminator. So right. He doesn't need to get pinned. Right. He, just he won't. needs to get detained, yeah. disabled, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that'll happen. He doesn't too. even have to get pinned. Yeah. So I really think you're going to see Adam Cole walk out of that match with the belt I again. Hope so. Yeah. I mean, there's. Honestly, there's like one guy I'd be upset if he doesn't win it, and I don't, I think it's Gargano. Right? Yeah, he's in the match. Yeah, anybody yeah. but Johnny. That's a, yeah, that's my motto. Anybody but I like, Johnny. I like everybody else in the match. <laughs> uh, lastly, here before we go on to some fun stuff, uh, unfortunately, Ricochet and uh, Umberto are falling into the uh, Alistair Black 
you know, misfavoring here where they're just being used in the most ill fashion. Uh, they wrestled to a double count out draw on Monday Night Raw, the, the show that you do not watch. And this is exactly why I know you don't watch it uh, because they were trying to wrestle for a chance at the U.S. title currently held by uh, 2008's Cody Rhodes. Uh, he has that stupid face mask on, uh, Seamus. It was for a legitimate nose break, though. It was for a legitimate nose yeah. break, but if if you don't sniff shades of Cody Rhodes with that on, like oh, it's absolutely, it's crazy. But I I think too, and it's something that I, I put in the notes here for us. It's going to be a three way match, probably. And is is WWE just in love? When is the is the the pay per view this Sunday? It's the twentieth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have another week where they can. Face them off again on Monday Night Raw and, and have them screw up. Have like a double DQ yeah. or a double count out or something. Right. Yep. That's, I bet yeah, you exactly. that's what they do. But hey, at least they were on Raw and not main event. So. Yeah, that's good. Finally bringing. There you go, Ricochet. Yeah, good Lord. Ricochet, I when you signed that contract to stick around in that company for X amount of years still, you signed your own death warrant, man. Like there's. There's nothing you're going to be able to do here. You're you're you wrestled to a double count out for the U.S. title that didn't mean shit until Sheamus put it on his body, right. and then Sheamus is a great title holder, but he's already shown that he clowns you in the rings. I don't know, man. It's I feel bad for Ricochet. I think he's a talented wrestler. He's just not getting a good shot. You want me to make this even worse? I do. I want it to be a one on one between Ricochet and Sheamus. Yeah, and Ricochet comes out acting Irish and goes by Rick O'Shea. I like Sheamus. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> Got my dad jokes tonight. Perfect. Drinking the dad shoes, getting the dad jokes. The more you were saying Ricochet, I was like, Rick O'Shea. Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it out to you guys, too, about Aleister Black out into the Twitterverse. Uh, we asked you guys, where do you think Aleister uh, Black will land? Uh, he's now known as Tommy End. Uh, 60% of you came in with AEW, 30% going to Impact, and 10% going to the Indies. And nobody thought he was going to New Japan. Yeah, I mean, he did that podcast with Raquel. Renee Young. Yeah, but I don't. I almost call her Raquel. It's yeah. It's Why it's Renee, Renee Young? The oral sessions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, all of his dream opponents he named. None of them were in New Japan. Yeah, from what I could remember, isn't that so, something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's already yeah. talking to some people. Well, I think too. It's kind of cool because I think the way it's working now. Because there's some behind-the-scenes thing with how Tony Khan's running his contracts. I think when you land in AEW, he's just kind of like, all right, man, go go do whatever you want to do anyway. So he could still have those yeah, I mean, matches. It came out that uh, Andrade didn't get like creative control completely, but yeah. he has control over like his finishes. Yeah, which is awesome. AEW. So, yeah, I mean, you can get yourself in a little bit of WCW hot water if yeah. you go with that too much. But right. But, it's also appealing for the, the performer. And I also think, too, for a talent like Andrade, you you want you, you have to have a hook for him. He's already made money. He doesn't need money. Right. He needs to be the most he can be of himself. Um, so, again, we're going back to all those free agents we have. So, Adam, I want to play fantasy booking with you. Let's make, a, let's make a WCW Night of the Champions card together. So the rules that we're going to work with here are we're going to work with the free agents that don't have homes and we're not going to give them homes, but we're going to give them matches for titles or for stardom. And it's going to be like, like I said, the WCW night of the champions kind of style. So it's going to just be belt after belt after belt. Now I was going to ask you, do you want one person coming in with the belt or you just want it to be vacant? But I don't think it really matters at this point. Uh, since we were booking a free agent in every match, yeah. I assumed 
the other person who's not the free agent has the title already. Smart. Okay. And yeah. I actually booked current champions in most oh situations. Fantastic. But I didn't have to book a current champion because I had a you backup in one. You, okay. don't have, you don't have to book. Okay. Yeah. But I did in most situations. Yeah. So let's call this uh, the uh, Jojatorium Night of Champions. 2021 nice do yeah. you want to just run through what we're picking first or just we can back and forth it well i was just going to say like we're doing an opening match we're doing an ic title match yes a tv title match mm -hmm. the women's title a tag title match and then a war overall world title match yes so yes yeah let's yeah let's go back and forth and okay so uh like any good card they have an opening match a an appetizer so and these are some of the hardest matches to to book so Adam, I put it to you. Who is going to open this card for you to get the fans hooked? So I'm not proud of all of my fantasy booking. I think most of them are good, but I really thought I got creative on this one. And it's two guys I love. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Murphy, who's Ooh, just nice. recently released free agent against Ray Phoenix. Oh, my goodness. AW. That's a fantastic match. You got Bud Murphy, who is probably one of the sound technicians on the free agent market, and Ray Phoenix, who I believe is the best luchador yeah, right now. So high paced, high flying to open up the card. Get Amazing. Pumped, ordering some beers. Hell yeah, Let's man. Do it. I'm going to go in a different direction than you. Okay. I'm going to take Santana Garrett, who's oh, out in the market right now, and I think she's very sound in the ring, and I want to see her go against Rio because Rio put on a great match. Uh, and the buy-in with Serena Deeb for double or nothing. And I think Rio can match the style up again. It's kind of like a replay of her against Deeb, except Santana Garrett has more of a striking background. So it won't be as much of the uh, the mat technicians. It will be more of a high, high pace kind of match back and forth. Very nice. Yeah. I like it. So bringing back one of the titles that I wish had more clout uh, in more promotions, the Intercontinental title, which is coveted, I believe. I, I used to love the days of Goldust versus Razor Ramon. Yep. I was going to say when Razor and Sean held Oh, up. my God. Yeah, that ladder match was insane. So this is the match that you have to put in some, uh, some great upper mid-card talent. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think here... And this is where I'm going to like start with the blockbuster stuff because I want to start putting people into this one. So for the ice for the IC title, I'm putting Braun Strowman in here. Oh, you went a little more blockbuster yeah. than I did. <laughs> so I want to see I want to see the IC title, but I'm not going to pick a current champion with mine. Uh, I do want to see uh, Braun Strowman and Lance Archer. Nice. I want to see the Meat Castle match right off the bat. I think seeing these two titans just clashing over one of, in my opinion, one of the most prestigious titles in WWF history. Um, I want to see two just big hosses go after it. Very nice. I went, uh, this is also one where I didn't put a current champion in. A former champion's in here, but not a current champion. And I went a little bit of a different direction. Okay. Uh, it's a very strike-heavy match. So I went with Japanese, some New Japan, some strong style. I have Okada going Ooh. against Tommy End. Oh my god, what a great matchup. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. The so striking. yeah, and Okada's coming in with the strap. He got the IC belt. Oh yeah, him. he's bringing that in. Because if you didn't let me put him in, I was putting Sheamus in. Yeah. Say, I yeah. mean, it's still a strike heavy match, but Absolutely. it's two WWE guys, so I wasn't really that What happy a with that. fantastic but yeah, match. Yeah, let's get some New Japan in here. You are all, dude, you're booking a great match already that I want. I wish could take place. Just drinking beers and watching. Oh, god damn, dude, you're good at this. <laughs> 
uh, Adam Bashline for Booker of the Year. Screw you, T- Tony Khan. You don't have shit on Adam Bashline. Wait till you hear my next one. <laughs> so, and it's great because you get to go first. So, it's a TV title match. Um, some of the most, some of the most well-known TV title holders of all time: Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Chris Jericho, and let's not forget. Our boy Ray Mysterio Jr. held it when it was called the Cruiserweight title in WCW, but it was even it was still cool. It's a TV title, so who do you have? Yeah, so this is my Meat Man Castle. Yeah, of meat. <laughs> Arby's commercial. We uh, have the meat on my card, and I have the current TNT champion Miro nice. going against free agent from a while ago Samoa Joe. You know what? I forgot about Samoa Joe. Yeah, man. How terrible is that, by the way? I was that? like, who would who would I want to see Miro with the most? Because I was like, I just am putting him in. And I was like, thinking of all the free agents. Yeah. And I got to Samoa Joe, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Freaking perfect. Like, they're so similar in their, like, styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miro looks like a freaking hoss now. Yes. I mean, Samoa Joe's no slouch. I think that'd be a great match. Yes. This is where I bring back one of your picks. I would like to see... Sammy Guevara go up against Bud Murphy. Nice. I think that's a nice, uh, almost almost kind of like how you picked Ray Phoenix. Now, Sammy Guevara is not nearly as high-flying, but Sammy Guevara has that, like, twinge of, like, hard, yeah. hard, like, hard style. So I would like to see that against, you know, Bud Murphy brings that very sound technician to it. And for a TV title, Matt, I think Sammy Guevara is in line right now for a nice TV title shot. So I think seeing those two together, they're solid mid-carders right now, trying to crash into the upper card. So I think they'd be really good to see them. Yeah, plus Guevara can sell like a ragdoll. So when, yeah. when Bud Murphy hits one of those high knees or whatever, he can just crumple oh, yeah. the mat. He's got, great, what do they call that? That crumple physics. The crumple physics, baby. Yeah. <laughs> UFC, UFC 4 had the best crumple physics. You could launch Conor McGregor like 80 feet in the air. It just always makes me think of a uh, virtual fighter. Remember oh my god! Yeah, you get that roundhouse and knock him out, and then just <laughs> yeah, just spaghetti noodle yeah. limbs. <laughs> so moving on here, we have the women's championship. Which, by the way, all the di- all the different places here, we're seeing New Japan, we're seeing all everyone's women's division is stepping their right. game up. And even with that said, this is the one where I thought we might have picked the same two people. It's a strong possibility. Yeah. But I, who's you're first. I'm first. So, hey, listeners, don't hate me, please. But I want to see Tessa Blanchard and Britt Baker go after it. Oh, we got so close. Yeah. I want to see Tessa Blanchard come out and get her ass whipped by Ms. 412 Britt Baker DMD. So, I'm also putting Britt Baker in as the champ. That's right, because you have to. Uh, and Tessa Blanchard was... Second on my list, but I went with Heidi Lovelace, formerly known as Ruby Oh, Riot. such a good yeah. matchup. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd love to, I'd pay money for either of those. Yeah. Oh, dude. See, because I think Ruby, I say Ruby Rabbit, Heather Lovelace, or Heather Lovelace, Heidi Lovelace Heidi, yeah. is much faster than Britt Baker. So it would be kind of cool to watch her like zing all over the place. It would almost kind of be reminiscent of like a Hikaru Shida matchup that's a great match yeah actually if we could like if there was just a regular women's yeah. match i would put uh heidi lovelace against thunder rosa and then i would have had your match yeah here i would have had tessa versus Britt. do you want to know what my three-way dance would have been for this it yeah. would have been thunder rosa tessa blanchard nice. and Britt yeah. baker yeah, yeah i didn't do i did all singles yeah. matches except for the tag title yeah yeah but yeah. I was, so actually the men's championship 
I have multiple. Oh, yeah, nice. it's. It, yeah, I it, thought it, about it, but I, I came up with a good one-on-one. Yeah. For that. So we're going to go into, like you said, multiple. So we have the tag team championships, and it's of the Jojatorium. So you got to bring the heat on this one, Adam. I got I got some free agents that may have been forgotten about. Okay. As of recently, let's hear about them. So I have uh, the Young Bucks. Okay. Of course, yes. defending the titles against the New Heart Foundation, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Oh, and Teddy Hart. Oh my God! Get the dude. controversy started with Get Teddy Hart in there. Started. He's gonna bring his cat and his chains and his Jinko pants. That's insane. His furry Jinkos. I wonder where he buys those up, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, uh, talk about your high flyers, young bucks with Teddy Hart, all That's all in insane. the same match would be crazy. And yeah. then you got your big man, uh, David Boy Smith yeah. Jr. So, and I believe there's, st- I know Teddy Hart's a free agent. I know yeah. Davey's worked in he's, New he's, Japan, but he's pretty much he's freelancing out about at this there, point. Yeah. So leading up to the main event, the men's world heavyweight championship, which is never really held by a heavyweight, by the way, it's always just held by a dude that's the best wrestler. <laughs> Yeah, makes up Bobby. Lash- well, I mean, sometimes it Bobby Lash is fucking yeah. huge. Yeah. So, Adam, this is where you got to get creative. Oh, I got creative. There are tons of people out there. I got creative. You- I'm I'm scared you're going to steal my fire since you, especially since you have three men in yours. I do. So, there's a three way dance for the ultimate prize, the Jojitorium Men's World Heavyweight Championship. So, I, I am going to bring in the current champion. Kenny Omega, the belt collector, the cleaner, the Terminator. Good night. Bang. Gonna bring in. I see the grimace on your face. John Moxley. Okay. Okay. And you know him. You love him. You wish you could be him. CM Punk oh. comes out of retirement for a three way dance with some of the most renowned individuals. In the world wrestling world. Yeah. You know, you have CM Punk, especially, let's say we did this in Chicago, the pop he would get over there, seeing Omega lose to any two of those guys is fantastic. And also the storylines that happen afterwards, Omega losing dirty, sets up more matches. Moxley winning again brings on more. It's just, there's nonstop storylines from whoever wins there. Not only that, but you have like, the greatest gener, the greatest wrestlers of their given generations, like in three year gaps. Like yeah. you had CM Punk in the early 2000s. Yeah, you had Omega in the middle to late, and then you have Moxley now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it. Okay. Did not steal mine. Oh, thank goodness! I actually didn't book CM Punk. I, you know what? I thought when I when I suggested this to you that I was like, well, CM Punk's in a match somewhere, and I figured I had to steal it before you used I, it. I wanted to squeeze him in somewhere, but for my main event i wanted somebody that's been in the ring recently okay but it's a free agent so it's kenny omega for me as well okay even as much I, as that hurts you i don't like him he is a good worker um versus i checked this morning still a free agent brian danielson wow aka daniel brian daniel brian so free agent i mean just a hell of i just yeah. think a hell of a match there that's incredible yeah because super stiff they're like the same body style too they yeah. they they are built the same. If they both had shaved heads, yeah, I think Kenny's got a little bit of size on him, yeah, like height, especially and well, girth. But Omega, like I said before, homeboy thick. Yeah, yeah, he's a thick brother. Yeah, but they'll be throwing knees on each other. Oh yeah, crazy. It'll, it'll be sick. Yeah, man. Uh, especially seeing. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'd love to see Daniel Bryan take that one winged angel. I'd love it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, 
I don't want him to win. I don't want him to win either. <laughs> I don't want him to win. I don't uh, want anybody to win until Hangman yeah. wins. Uh, another another thing I was thinking of too, if I could like somehow still screw Braun Strowman over, I'd have the three way dance between <laughs> Omega, CM Punk, and Braun Strowman, and have Braun Strowman take the pin, and I don't care who wins. Fatal four way through Shane McMahon in there. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> So, thank you for hanging in there for our fantasy booking. And as always, if you think you can do better than us, shoot us an email at gmail.com. We're going to take a break for some ads right now. So, if you hear something you like, please go check them out. Because when you support them, you support us. And we get to bring you some cool stuff. So, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Hey, guys. I think we're all sitting here with partners, women in our lives that would... uh Kind of appreciate it if we uh, groomed up a little bit. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I do too. And I'm lucky enough to have been in touch with a company called Smooth My Balls. And they want to make sure that we bring our listeners what they have to offer. So right now, they offer the Turf Chopper 3.0 with uh, skin-safe technology. So when you are trimming your sack, you don't mess up and bring a messed up chia pet to a magic party. If you know what I'm saying, you got to bring your a game to the battlefield guys. Always. And other thing too, I don't know about you guys, but I often get talked to about having all the hair left in the sink. Uh, that's when the pube muncher 1.0 comes in. It's a little vacuum sucks it all up and grinds up all the hairs and you can throw away a little easier. That way you can avoid a conversation later and you can stay groomed. Always important. Always important. And right now, all of our listeners can save 15% on their order. How can they do that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Josh. They can go to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and save 15% on their entire order right now. That's smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. And don't forget to look at some of the other products they have, like the sack mat, like the sack vacuum, like the ball freshening powder and everything else it's all there for you smoothmyballs.com slash dwtb for 15 percent off your order right now the ones them ladies the one-stop shop for men's grooming (laughs) it's right welcome back Hopefully you heard something that you like and you go check them out because again, when you support them, you support us and we get to do more fun stuff because we don't get to do this without you and we don't get to make a little scratch without our sponsors. So help us out a little bit. So we're taking a break from all the wrestling uh, because Adam and I just love to argue with each other. It's fun. You, I argue with you like you're my brother. Yeah. It's nice. Except you're way more fun. Yeah. and that, Well, then I'll go for a gut shot at the end when I just... I know. Away. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the older brother I never had. <laughs> so, like I said, the wrestling world is dense with news of fantastic wrestlers being released, poor ratings, blame games, and uncertainty. But do you know, Adam, what isn't so chaotic? No, what? Our childhood cartoons. I did know that because it was in the notes. It but was I don't in the notes. You're so wonderful. <laughs> so, Adam, I challenge you and I to construct the Mount Rushmore of our childhood favorites. And because... This is where you lay your head down to sleep. You have home field advantage. So you will get to select first. So what we'll do is we'll go back and forth until we have four titans of cartoon supremacy. And we'll help our fans figure out if they've missed something in their childhood so they can fill up that gap. Sound like an idea? Yeah. All right. Great. So 
uh, Mr. This is my house in my speakeasy and where I brew beer. You get to go first. Let's do it. So my first pick, maybe not necessarily my favorite, but when I think childhood cartoons, it's the first thing I thought of. It hit kind of prime in my like preteen years. Uh, watched a lot of Nickelodeon. It was a Nickelodeon show. So my number one pick is Rocco's Modern Life. You bastard. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that was the first one that came to my brain was Rocco Mo- Rocco's Modern Life because it was a staple in my house. Um, but I will say that I would turn off Rocco's Modern Life to wait for this cartoon, and that is ah, Real Monsters. That's, uh, that's I my list. loved Ah Real Monsters. It's probably my second favorite nickelodeon there was something relatable about all those little bastards they all had the guy with the stinky armpits that's me you smelly smelly that's me just a thick weird hairy smelly guy with awesome eyeballs and blue lips yeah blue (laughs) lips because i was always going through popsicles like a madman i had i had had pre-adolescent diabetes in the borderline (laughs) you know (laughs) it's really you know it's like you know it's a problem when you're a kid and you're like, what's your favorite co- what's your favorite flavor of popsicle? And you're like, blue. <laughs> it's, it's not even a flavor. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, two strong picks right off the bat. Yeah, you definitely took one of my picks. That's what I'm here for. So. I'm here to screw up your picks. So I'm going to go a little further back. And it was hard to pick between these two. These were when I was like a young kid. And I think we're probably off the air before my childhood. But like yeah. – in they were syndicated or whatever um and i'm between two but i'm gonna have to go with he-man and the masters of the universe that's a really good pick yeah yeah it's really cool that you like crudely drawn bullshit (laughs) for saturday morning cartoons did you just like and half naked men uh yeah riding lion it was i'm gonna say right now i like that cartoon until i realized that it was like i could have drawn it yeah well did you also like like, you also like space ghost Yes, I did. <laughs> that, that, I mean, when I was older, yeah. That lets me know a lot about what... Well, I like Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I never watched original. You like, never did? Was, no, I never It was awful. Let me tell you right now. It was like someone took uh, the same drawing. It was only the same, like, five drawings, and they would just, like, move it. So, like... Slightly. Take the celluloid and put it facing right. Because, like, ev- like, even if you look at everything about him, nothing has a letter on it. So it's all reversible. So like, uh, what was the show on Adult Swim? Home movies or home videos? Or home home movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was crude. Crude like that. But like, you could tell they could pick up the celluloid and like flip it over. Like, I'm looking to the right. I'm looking to the left. Yeah. And they would just flip it back and forth. There was like, nobody had letters on their costumes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So for me, uh, one of my one of my nostalgia bombs that I could not get enough of when I was a little kid. Um, you know, I'm surprised no, I'm surprised you didn't pick this off the rip, man. But the Mystery Machine was a real deal in my house. So Scooby Doo was uh, on the case every day, Saturday morning, with my Cookie Crisp cereal, just sitting That's there. A good one. That's a strong classic. Yeah, I, I don't have. I mean, He-Man is probably my most classic. I would one. say he. But, I mean, Scooby-Doo is a cl- like a true. Classic. Yeah, but and that's not really like me to pick something that's so like, like in the in the yeah. now so popular. Yeah, but, like like all real monsters. Like nobody knew about that shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's on you, man. So you said I'm going on a technicality here. 
You said childhood cartoons, not children's cartoons. So it yeah. doesn't have to be for kids. Correct. All right. So, great animated show that was on in my childhood that got me into music was Beavis and Butthead. Oh, shit. And I was not supposed to watch it, but my cousin would let me watch it yeah. with her. And that's how I got into like Motley Crue and all the hair metal bands. Dude. And Metallica. I didn't know you were going to go straight up like... Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch either. Yeah, I we I watched that with her, and I watched another one that I don't want to say in case it's one of your picks. But I like Beavis and Butthead better. So make sure you keep a hold of that because I'm sure I think I know what it is. Was it Daria? Did you watch Daria? At no, all? I did watch Daria. I did. I did enjoy Daria. No, there was another inappropriate for kids one. That, well, I guess Daria fell into that too. Yeah, Daria was there. But D- by, by the time Daria came around, we were older. Like we were teenagers, so yeah. like, kind of fit our. I was definitely in high school. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I I loved Dario when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, So mine's going to seem so juvenile now because uh, Angry Beavers. (laughs) Angry Beavers. Angry wasn't even in my yeah, scope. I loved Angry Beavers because it was like just two autistic beavers just fighting it out over lickety splits. Right. Yeah. It was just like. Over nothing. Over nothing. And they like. Master Woods craftsmen like constantly building new houses, losing them, trying to build dams and whatnot. It to me was hilarious because I, it kind of fell in the same realm as Cat Dog, but it wasn't as, it wasn't stupid. Like I thought, Cat Dog right. had like nothing to it. At least Angry Beavers was like slapstick yeah. funny. Ang- Angry Beavers had the uh, the classic odd couple thing going for it too. Yeah, where I hated. I don't remember their names anymore. Yeah, but like the slick back, like cool one. Hated him. I loved the spazoid one. Yeah. Loved yeah. the spaz. It was a like Norbit and uh Daggett. Yeah, I think Norbit right. and Daggett, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was uh that was a show that I really cause it, it it always came on after Legends of the Hidden Temple. For some reason it always followed Omex Good Day. Like just and it was always Angry Beavers and it went right into the <laughs> Yeah. On you, man. So I'm going to go back to, like, more of a kid's relatable Thank goodness, because if you were like, yeah, I loved Heavy Metal 2000, it was sick (laughs) as fuck. Um, So, my last pick, which I loved, watched it every day after school growing up, Animaniacs. Oh, yeah, dude. And they brought that back, too. I heard. I I think I watched maybe, like, three episodes of it. It was good. I just didn't. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not. It's It's more. uh, Yeah. PC now and I yeah I don't like that. <laughs> Do you know what? There's actually I would replace that with the spin-off of Freakazoid. Yeah. I loved Freakazoid when I was growing up. Yeah. I thought that was such a cool a cool cartoon because it kind of reminded me of like it was like he's it very outcasty, but he had that cool like I can transform into something. Well go ahead, is that your fourth pick? No, <laughs> no, no, no. The my last pick here is one that uh kind of it's the I think it was the premise for how Angry Beavers was created because it kind of set the groundwork for like animals to interact with each other. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy is probably my favorite. Now that's the other one I was talking about. Oh yeah, so Ren and Stimpy was when abs- I was talking Beavers and Butthead. Yeah, I was also allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, but like it just didn't land. Yeah, the same way for me. No, well Beavers and Butthead was like. <laughs> Yeah, Beavis Bay isn't going to hit the same way as uh, Ren Stimpy and vice versa. I mean, it's... But, dude, I, you that was... I tell you what, man. You didn't come out of left field with Beavis and Butthead, but you surprised me with Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. That was a good one, though. Thank you. Let me ask you right now, though. So now that we're adults and we still watch cartoons, because that's still what we do, what's your favorite adult cartoon right now? 
Uh, oh, yeah, it's easy. I was like trying to think of something yeah. on Adult Swim I still watch, which there's not much. Mm -hmm. My favorite go-to, don't miss an episode, is Bob's Burgers. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I like to go... Um, so I liked... We both like Metalocalypse for yeah. a while. It was really good. Um, but I, I still am a sucker for South Park, man. When that thing comes on... When I see like one of them, one of their episodes like really... Yeah. It's like a big hit or whatever. I'll go and watch it. And yeah. Or if it's on reruns, I'll watch yeah. it still. It still holds up. It's still great. I just love watching Randy make different strains of marijuana and keeps calling them specials and like fucking up the entire world. <laughs> integrity. <laughs> integrity. We build our funds with integrity. I had a. Oh, it was in Columbus. Yeah. One of the breweries there had a integrity. <laughs> Integrity Peach Saison or something like that. Did they have like hemp hops in it or something? No, it just had Randy's face on the Tegri chalkboard. <laughs> totally looking for that cease and desist oh yeah trying to get that one going uh so we have eight strong candidates here man we have to settle on four this is gonna be tough to whittle down it will be and i i believe it's gonna have some back and forth here because there are some similarities here well i think uh maybe we just like throw up what we want like we'll just yeah. go back and forth okay um so same thing it's your house man you let me know yeah so i'm gonna I mean, no surprise here. I'm throwing up my first choice. I think Rocky's yeah. Modern Life belongs on there for the 90s, yeah, early, well, 90s, yeah, 90s cartoon. How absolutely trippy was that cartoon, by the way? It was great. And I, yeah. I'll still watch it if it's on. Yeah. Like, they have the Pluto. Nicktoons. Pluto classic, TV. And it's on. Yeah. Pluto, yeah. Oh, dude, you know, I, I didn't even think about how I just said that. Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold is on Pluto TV all the time. Yeah, but hey, Arnold, look. It was on my short list, uh, Doug. Hey Arnold's just a yeah. rip off, crappier version of Doug. What? Yep. No way. Oh, I said it. The Can grandpa I... character was creepy. I didn't like that. Show. Yeah, that's why he played like well. Because he because does he have does he have dementia or doesn't he? Probably. He, no, I think it was drugs. I don't think it was. <laughs> he just like sits in the basement with his all of his war stuff. He on had a meth. Yeah, yeah. He, had a war, he had all his war. Uh... <laughs> Arnold. Yeah, had all his old war medals and a meth lab. Yeah. <laughs> He used he used his the pins of his fucking medals to scratch the matchboxes out so he can make. Grandpa, them. you have a little too much World War II memorabilia, and what are all these beakers? <laughs> and you find out that his grandpa was actually a Nazi. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally was. <laughs> like, Grandpa, show me some of your war medals. Why do they all have right angles in them? <laughs> so, my number one, I'm going to put up there. I I think. Uh, Above all else, I did say them for last, but Ren and Stimpy, I think, is, you know, if we're going to make a Mount Rushmore of cartoons, you have to see Ren and Stimpy has to be up there. There were a couple I was going to, like, completely knock on your list, but oh, yeah. Ren and Stimpy is not one of them. Who, so which I, one, who on my list are you going to pick? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what else makes it. Who, what, what? You got problems with my list of cartoons? We'll see what else you try to throw on the main Mount Rushmore. I'm all right. Have an argument. But you're not going to argue with me. Because the next one I'm throwing up there. Yeah. He-Man. Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... Yeah. How <laughs> is that, by the way? Like, if the characters on the Mount Rushmore could talk to each other, and then it's just like, they're just sitting there with... <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing? <laughs> Dude, Heifer from Rock is Modern Life would fit right in on that. Oh, yeah. Room. Oh, dear God. What were those things called that he ate all the time? Pasture Puffies? Was that something like that? Yeah. yeah, I think it was Pastor. Probably. Remember that episode he choked on the he choked on the like he died a couple of times. It's like, it's like <laughs> we'll give you the chance to come back, and he eats the same. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to pick uh, for our real monsters because I like spooky stuff, and I've always dug, um, I always dug monsters, and that was and like I said, 
Auto Monsters and Ren Simpy were the two that I could not. If I wasn't watching uh, wrestling in the morning because there was like Saturday morning wrestling, I was watching those two cartoons. It is good for our childhood. Yes. But, and I'm not going to diss it. But I am going to devil's advocate. And if you like spooky stuff, scary stuff, slick stuff, smooth stuff, <laughs> you also had Scooby-Doo. I did. I did have Scooby-Doo on there. But I'm t- but the problem with Scooby-Doo was it wasn't as funny. I do agree with that. Yeah. And it was only a devil's advocate thing because I think mm-hmm. Our Real Monsters was more our childhood. Yeah. Scooby-Doo was the generation before us. Yeah. And like came into ours. I mean, it's still around for the current generation. Yeah. But- well, they, I knew they had like, a, I think we were watching on Netflix. They have the... Scooby Doo. It's not, it's like 2005 when they brought back, but it was like, and I've watched the movies too, which have a lot of adult humor in them. I don't know if I yeah ever watch like more than like stopping on the cable channel for ten minutes. I don't yeah think I've, I think I forget why I was watching them, but I think one of my kids went like I saw know the dog. Exactly why I watched the live action one, but Sarah Michelle Geller. Well, she's pretty, but I wanted to see what Velma looked like. Yeah, didn't dis- <laughs> didn't disappoint me, man. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. They're, hey, just so you know, Velma cosplay is something that's... Uh, How much cake are they going to put on Velma? <laughs> are you going to lose your glasses and crawl around for what, Velma? <laughs> you know me. Oh, dear Lord. So, uh, But hey, yeah, I think that's a salt. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. If you tried to put... So I'll say it now. If you tried to put Angry Beavers on the lot, I still the have a pick. No, you don't. That yeah, I do. Four. No. We yeah. pick, you oh. put Ren and Stimpy and... Rock. Yeah, okay. Then you yeah. pick... Who'd you pick? I picked Rockos and Beavers and Butthead. Yeah, right. Okay. So we are lined up. Then. Yeah, if you tried to put Angry Beavers up, I was gonna I was Why? not gonna let that happen. What's your, it's just not what's your problem? I don't think it's a bad one. I just think you and I both had better ones than that. Yeah. Which all real monsters would have been my argument. Oh yeah. yeah. All real monsters would definitely would have been on there. So we have Rockos Modern Life, All Real Monsters, Beavis and Butthead, and Ren Stimpy. I would put He Man above Angry Beavers. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. He be Oh good Skeletor Lord. is an American icon. He's as Americana as Bruce Springs. I had all the toys. Yeah, I'm sure you I had did. Castle Grayskull had everything. Got it all at the thrift store. Well, yeah, all the toys were made in like '84, super, super like a year before I was even born. Yeah, well, all super expensive too. Yeah, yeah, dude. Especially, I know it's a collection, and I know I'm shitting on He Man, and I whatever. I liked He Man to a certain extent too, but like, uh, and also too, like, if you smoked crack and made cartoons, keep doing it because it's probably pretty cool. David Firth, love you. Salad fingers for life. So. uh but I think with, with He-Man, the problem that I had with it was I felt like it was so crudely drawn that even as a kid, I was kind of like, my eyes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, it just hurt a little but, bit. But I mean, another one on my list was G- like I was between that or the G.I. Joe animated cartoon, which was Ooh. just as crude. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. It was like stop animation almost. Yeah, to like I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the old one, like the more you know, or uh, Ooh, yeah. knowing is half the battle. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter one, yeah. Yeah, oh, dude. Do you do you ever watch the recuts of the GI Joe PSAs on YouTube? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, they, were they dub over the voices? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Nice try, Blanco Nino. <laughs> well, I can't even remember what it was called, but the one that I just now realized I left off my list that I watched all the time mm-hmm. was the the Batman animated series in the nineties. Dude, where oh Mark Hamill yeah. was the Joker. Yeah, that was great. That, that was, was that could have went on the. Mind. You know why I oh, did, we completely missed it? Do you know why I didn't even think to because put that you on watch here? It now. I watch it now, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. <laughs> Amazon Prime, yeah, is, it's it's that one, and then Batman Beyond's on there now too. And I love Batman Beyond. See, I don't as know well. if I've watched any of that, but oh my god, it. Batman Beyond is I come after me, but I think Batman Beyond's actually better than Batman the animated series. All right. I I'll really think it, it is. Um, it and if you watch it the right way, 
If you watch uh, Return of the Dark Knight parts one and two, and then you watch Batman, uh, the new one, I lost the track of what I was going to say. But if you watch them back to back, it actually makes sense. You can see like how Bruce oh, okay. Wayne aged. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I I have to say like on a Batman realm, but not in a cartoon realm during, you, you know, TV programming in the summer is just horseshit. Yep. Uh, I'm going to try to catch up on Gotham because I watched the first yeah. two seasons and then fell off. Yeah. Same. And I feel like I missed some really good shit. Well, the Batman. problem, the reason why we fell off of it is because Gotham was going, it was kind of slow to yes. a certain degree, but yeah, especially the first two seasons. Oh yeah. Very slow. But then like, other amazing stuff was coming out right at the same time. That's like when the Marvel universe really took off. It was yeah, that decent. took off. I yeah. remember really being into like Sons of Anarchy then, and yeah, uh, darn it, Justified. Like all the episodes. oh yeah, Justified. Yeah. Did you watch any of the? Um, oh, what was the X Men spinoff that was on there on, on FX for a while? It's no, nah, I missed it. Damn it! Um, I know what you're talking Legion. about. Legion, yeah, Legion. Yeah, never wow, heard. man. Was it good? Talk about yeah. a banger. There's something else to get back. Yeah, it's only like two seasons as well, and Aubrey Plaza's in it, so that like I'm down. Yeah. Anytime she's in anything, guarantee you're getting ratings from us. Yeah, I don't need to watch John Cena announcing Wipeout because all the <laughs> or because all the networks have to be cheap in the summer. Or how about John Cena apologizing in Mandarin? That was something to behold too. Yeah, I didn't know they put a chip in him while he's over. Yeah, there. he was like, he's like, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Watching him come on the screen, I was like, what bullshit is he gonna say now? And he started laying down like better than me ever. Yeah, but it was good. Is it is it possible that John Cena might be one of the smartest wrestlers? Possib- I no, I take it back to a Tom Segura story where he talked about uh, his dad flying on a plane next to John Cena and he played Candy Crush for six straight hours. So that was not smart. <laughs> no he just learned. He's just a dumb dumb that learned man- Mandarin. I will give him credit for learning Mandarin. It's very difficult. He's still a dumb dumb. <laughs> Play he played Candy, Candy Crush. Crush six you never hours? heard that story? No. Oh yeah. It was either Tom Segura's dad or Burt Kreischer's dad. Sat on a flight next to him. And he's like, this guy sat next to you. He didn't know who he was. Yeah. But he's like, you got to see this guy when he comes off. He's huge. Yeah. And But he's like a big dum-dum. He just played Candy Crush for six straight hours. I'm going to... I want to say it's probably Burt Kreischer's dad. Because Tom's dad like, hey, buddy. And he was like, what are you doing with the phone right there? I do think you're right. I think yeah. it was Burt's dad. Oh, shout out to Bert too, by the way. He's over in Serbia right now filming that. The machine. The machine with Mark Hamill. Tie it all together, yeah, man. There we go. Mark Hamill's going to be his dad. Boom. Did a loop. Yeah. <laughs> We're completely off of cartoons. Boom. So to bring it back to more just complete randomness, you know, we always put it out to our fans and send us emails, questions, and whatever. So we got some pretty cool ones here. It's not often we get to talk about some of these things. So. Adam, this actually is a good question for you because when we did, if you remember way back, we talked about fantasy jobs. You actually said that you wanted to be a coffee roaster at one yeah, point. Yes, I did. So uh, they posed, our fans posed to us, what is our favorite coffee joint and how do you take your coffee? This is so easy for me. Yep. Um, the reason I said coffee roaster was because of this place and I love what they do. It is definitely uh, local to Pittsburgh here, Black Forge Coffee. Um, and how I take it is black all the time if it's above 63 degrees outside Mm -hmm. i get it iced if it's below 63 (laughs) degrees i get it hot but it's always black no cream no sugar and as dark uh, i'll either get the espresso blend or just their darkest of dark roasts that's that's how i like (laughs) i get an iced americano it's the most hardcore thing it it is it is yeah 
Oh man, you actually stole my answer because I can't like Black Forge enough. I mean, and I like it for a lot of different reasons. So I think that in terms of like how I take my coffee, I think I'm a little more diverse than you on this one because I will take it, yeah, take it different ways. So like, um, like Black Forge, they, they have a whole drink list and it's all really good, um, and all their baristas are very very skilled. So when you come in there, you have a, you have a an ability to get something that fits your flavor profile. I would say, you know, I do, I'll say this though. I do fall into the realm of you when it comes to iced coffee. I want it dark black. I don't want anything in it. No sweeteners, no nothing. I want heavy ice. I want, I want to taste the chocolatiness of the, of the roast. The more you can steer towards cold brew, the better. Um, and the only time I think of it, ever taken anything in my cold brews if you can somehow get um like a cold foam to put on top right, of it right. just like something just a little touch they do make great like for lack of a better term like coffee cocktails yeah and they can do them hot or iced to black which forge. is cool so i have i have varied from my yeah black is everything mm-hmm. coffee order uh when i go with my wife because she'll get one of the fancy ones and then i'll be like oh like their seasonal list there. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, let me see what else they have. And I, I have dabbled, and they're always delicious. Yeah. I'm never disappointed. But I usually do get those iced. Um, see, I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah. Like iced, I'll do a little bit of, you know, flavor in it or mm-hmm. whatever. But if it's hot, yeah, I don't like any. I don't like flavored coffee either. I know it's that just about you. Black. Well, I think you could, you and I could both agree on something. Anything that's artificially flavored, yeah. terrible. When I blew, when I was like. In my early twenties, I blew my taste buds out on hazelnut Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Oh which yeah, wasn't super artificial, but like, but it, yeah. At man. some po- at some point, my switch just flipped, and I was like, I can't do right. any flavors. Like, yeah, it's, and I can tell you right now, hazelnut. I think was if anyone's gonna like venture into flavored coffee, I think hazelnut or French vanilla are like the two main flavors that people see when they right. want to make that jump. Right. But I want to say too, there's two other places I just want to give a shout out to you real quick. Trace Brewing has their Still have to try their coffee. Yeah, I always go there like after 5 p.m. So it's all beer for me. It's really good, man. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah. try it out. The other reason why I say Black Forge is I'm in that area so often when I'm in the city that that's where I like to go to. But they're good. And there's a place down in Blahnox, another place down in Blahnox called Fahrenheit. I've heard great things about them too. Fahrenheit was fantastic. I actually had a uh, – it was, it was a Mexican-inspired uh, corn latte. Sounds crazy. Tastes phenomenal. I'll try it. I'll it tastes. Try it. it tastes like chocolate street corn. Well, not to give like too much away about our professions, but we yeah. also go to that one in the strip. Yes, by our office, La Prima, which I love. Too. Yes, La Prima has my heart, and they have a sick cold brew. Yes, like and it, they make a sick americano. Oh yeah, dude, their nitro is really good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what? La Prima's up there too. Love you. I'll give that as my, my yeah. second place. I tell you what, I don't drink. Starbucks. I only no. Nope. They have a small, small smidge of my heart. Mm. I mean, I already got sued by them on this podcast. Yes, you so, did. We got a cease and desist. But I do love their nitro cold brew. Like if I'm if I'm in, a in the middle of nowhere and the only coffee shop is Starbucks, which it'll be fun. there too. By the way, right. you can get lost in the desert and beg for water yeah, and like find six Starbucks. Six of them in Zanesville, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, shit. If you go down to down downtown Pittsburgh, number one thing. Still building Starbucks behind the where La Prima is Starbucks. If you go two streets down, Starbucks in the Westin West Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, I mean smart 
play on their part. Like you can't not make money when they're all over the place. But for Christ's sake, man, like I don't know. People like it. More power to them. I don't know. It's, I've had Although that one in the West End doesn't have the nitro cold brew. No, no. I, I will say this. Like I, people might not like this, but when I was downtown and I had a choice between the Starbucks and the Steel Building, which is the best one. Yes. And Agreed. Dunkin' Donuts. When did Dunkin'? I like Dunkin's cold brew. That's why I would I go. I don't there. like their hot coffee at all. Any of them. I would go there for the cold brew, even on cold days. And let me tell you this though: whenever I'm like kind of short on coffee at my house, I will get a bag of Dunkin', but I'll overload the filter and make sense. it make it darker. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, another question, kind of towards you, buddy. You got to talk about Two Tones uh, Brewing in Columbus. And by the way, if you haven't checked out two tones on instagram this two tones brewing company uh check them out they have great great stuff out there And if you go out to columbus just tell them the boys sent you they'll take care of you i believe i don't want to be mistaken but yeah. i also think they were the brewery that had the tegrity farms i was talking about nice <laughs> now that i'm like thinking back i'm pretty <laughs> sure they were also the tegrity go out there and ask for that tegrity baby yeah. so um so since you got to venture out to columbus and find a great brewery out there i know you've been all over the place so, what is your favorite brewery outside of Pennsylvania? It's, it's tough. I mean, it's kind of tough, and it's very cheesy for anybody that's really into craft beer for yeah. me to say this one. Uh, but if you're outside of craft beer, check them out. It's got to be Burial in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh yeah, this is my favorite. Yeah, it's crazy you said Carolina because my favorite brewery outside of Pennsylvania is in South Carolina. And it's revelry brewing. You've talked to me about that one a few times. I gotta I get I gotta get my ass that. to South Carolina. Yeah, dude. Um Revelry Brewing is exactly the blueprint of what I respect of brewers. Start with nothing, make it something. Um local artists make all their labels and they don't just have like like oh we specialize in this kind of beer. They make everything and everything's on tap when you get down there. So like if you if you're in the mood and mind you, South Carolina is like hot no matter what time of year it is. Right. But they still have stouts on tap. Nice. So, hey, Steve, Steve and Adam, you can still get down there and check out <laughs> some of the stouts they have going on. And what, what part of South Carolina is that? Is that Charleston? Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, it's near Charleston. Uh, great spot. Also, coming in second down there, just in that area, Holy City. I really loved Holy City when I was down there. Um, Don't make me pick a second. Just go to Asheville for my second. Like, they're all second it. place. Exactly. They're all great. Asheville's incredible, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my second place, not in North Carolina. Just yeah. a quick shout out, especially for a type of beer I wasn't into at the time. Uh, some of the best Belgians I ever had were at Taxman, which I don't remember the city, but it's about a half an hour to 40 minutes south of Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. Great stuff. If, you're ever, if you're ever on your way to uh, Indiana or Indianapolis for anything, uh, search Taxman and get their... Double and uh, double and triple tripel Belgians. Tripel, yeah. Uh, well, you're right. Yeah, you gotta put that stank Chappelle. on. Tripel, yeah, because that Belgium. man, those Belgians get funky. Yeah, they're they're double. Their doubles the best double yeah. I've ever had. Nice, nice. It's I tell you what, too, man. It's it's that's probably the one style of beer that gets away from me is is Belgian style because I just got to be in the right mood. Yeah, I got to be inside. I don't like them when it's hot outside. I don't like. I like. I like a good. Trapel when it's cold yeah and i'm like down here in the basement and we're already like four mm-hmm. deep i'll be like oh, and also cold. too i can't have eaten anything that's like heavy starch too it has to i have to have like kind of like a semi-empty stomach yeah because they're very filling a clean, a clean tummy a clean tum tum yep. so uh 
We're going to move on to the third question here. Uh, who is your favorite superhero? And I think I already know yours. Yeah. Uh, mine's caught a lot of shit. Yep. <laughs> Lately. I knew it. Yeah, it got stolen by the uh, freaking uh, Capitol Stormers and Breachers. <sighs> Jesus and Christ. QA non and all the crazy crazies. Yeah. But yeah, my favorite of all time. I, I And I'll qualify it with I'm more of a supervillain guy. Yeah. But uh, for superhero, it's the Punisher. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will say too, it sucks because I do love the Punisher too, and they just took his emblem and just bastardized yeah. it, which sucks. And then the creator, it, well, when it oh, was God, taken by the like the military was using it, first, yeah. which I was totally fine with. with. Love, yeah. That's what, and that's why I loved it even more. Yeah. But then the nut jobs got a hold of it. Some, mm -hmm. some I don't know how that. Well, it's because every they all think they're Marines. Yeah, or something? every jackass that wants to put on a vest and think that they're militarized, you know, they're always like Punisher, Moab. They do all that, like all this shit that actually meant something to people who actually fight for freedom or you know whatever it may be, and they they just they fuck it up. Yeah, I can't wear any of my t-shirts anymore. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I have a sick Punisher baseball like, tee. I like three of them. Oh yeah, dude. You know, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were going to say Wolverine. That's my very close second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a little inside tip. When I got married, I got all my groomsmen uh, superhero t-shirts, and Adam was the only one I had to go get custom made because nobody was selling Wolverine t-shirts. At the time. At if the you time. just got married like two years yeah. later. If Case, if my wife would have just been like, hey, let's get married in 2015, I would have been like, hell yeah, now I can get the t-shirt for Adam at a lesser price. Yeah, because I wasn't some Superman wearing bitch. So I wore Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was apropos because I was getting married. But that, but that's the funny part. Like when I th have to pick a superhero, I go Marvel with all yeah. of my, like almost all of my picks. Yes, and then super villains, DC, all DC, like, yeah, yeah. So and like you said, if I had to pick a super villain. To, to oh, enjoy. I didn't oh, get to prep this. I don't oh know. My I, I'd have to. Let me do hero first. You can think of a villain, and then I'll, I'll throw my villain out to you. Because my villain's very run of the mill. Oh, but... I thought we had the same hero. Sorry about that. No, no, no. I have a different hero than you. Go for so, it. So, actually, when I when I think of my hero uh, for superherodom, it's it's someone that I, I really... I still read comic books. I love graphic novels. So, Batman is my number one. Um, just the story arcs that I've been able to see. Oh, I'll tell you right now, man. If you have not read The Bat Who Laughs, mm -hmm. you are doing yourself a disservice. Even if you if you just like horror movies and you're not really into comic books, this will make you love comic books. Just think Batman's strength, power, and intelligence mixed with the Joker's complete ruthlessness, cunning, and depravity. Like it's it's amazing. And then like there's multiverse stuff that's going on in there. So it's like time travel stuff and all kind like wonderfully thought out idea and it's part of the Metal Knights saga that I've read too and it's just like you just see different Batman from different eras and Gaslight Gaslight Batman is incredible. He fights uh Jack the Ripper in that in that story oh, arc. Nice. It's incredible. Yeah. And, you, and I don't want to spoil anything, but Jack the Ripper ends up being someone that kind of makes sense to you but also too did you know that there was a so i also watched this other one because i'm also kind of into this as well but there was an anime batman that came out it was very anime style very stylistic i, I do remember seeing that yeah, yeah. very good i heard great things yeah about it. For, I haven't people, watched for people who don't like anime i know it's kind of like i don't know people are kind of weird about it 
but like I, I I watched like Dragon Ball Z and shit like that. But like this this was good. I really enjoyed it. So I let Adam Doom scroll on his phone for a while to find some notes on a supervillain. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to misspeak on who my yes. favorite supervillain was. So let me know who it is because man. he's very similar to a Marvel superhero. Yeah. Uh, Deathstroke was my yes. Favorite. Okay. So I didn't want to misspeak because I knew. To? De- well, he's close to Dead- Death. Deathpool? Who's Deadpool? <laughs> He's a Marvel guy. There's Ryan Reynolds. D- who's Ryan Reynolds? So Deathstroke's my <laughs> So Deathstroke. So recently played by Will Smith in Suicide Squad. And I think he's been... No, he, that's Deadshot. Deadshot. That's also why I had to look it up. Because Deadshot's also in the DC universe. Yeah. Yes. Wow, man. Okay, yeah. That's, that takes depth. So Death Deathstroke... I don't oh, think he's been in a movie yet. He no. was in the comics. He's this this guy here. I'm yeah, showing man. him an image for us. Yeah, so for people who don't, who people can't see, he's showing me an illustration. I think it's like a 1980s yeah. uh, excerpt. Yeah, and they modernized him too, but yeah. Yeah, it looks but cool, yeah, you're man. Th- Will Smith played Deadshot, yeah. which is also DC, yeah. also a villain. But I thought Deadshot, like, I thought Will Smith did a great job as Deadshot. I think so too. I thought he did it, did it justice because some people, you know what? Here's the thing, man. I try to like do things outside the box and like not like you know apply myself to the status quo. I'm still punk rock as fuck, which I'm 35 and it's past me. I made a reference the other day too to a movie to a new coworker of mine, and she had no idea what I was talking about. I, I made a dumb and dumber reference, and she was just like, oh. I, "I was like, is this the same person who hasn't seen Billy Madison?" Yeah, it's all making. So I was like, "I was like IOUs. Those are better than money," and she's like, "No, they're not." I was born after 99. (laughs) (laughs) There's a two at the beginning of when I was born. (laughs) So I finally felt old for the first time. But we had to go back to a supervillain that we really enjoy, that I really enjoy, and I think it just causes hopelessness, was uh, Black Skull. I think Black Skull is, uh, for people who don't know Black Skull, it's in the Batman story arc. Um, it's, uh, It's a mafioso who gets horrifically injured. Uh, and he actually has a, the mask that he wore before the accident to terrify people, but it adheres to his head, and then he becomes even more cutthroat. Uh, second in line to that would be uh, Jigsaw from The from Punisher. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was going to say, that's the parallel for me. Like yeah. Jigsaw was a badass in the Marvel Universe. Jigsaw was a, uh, a, a terrifying person, but I would say I challenge you, though, the most terrifying supervillain of all time is Carnage. Yeah, I can, I could Carnage, man. Oh man, I can see that. Yeah, Carnage, uh, the symbiote uh, animation of a death row inmate who finally finds the strength of the Venom symbiote. Yeah, made just, Venom look like a bitch. Yeah, fucked Venom <laughs> up. So if you like Venom, please don't watch Carnage because he gets jacked. So. We're going to move on to an email here, and this one is, is really fun, and it's something that we actually got to do. So, um, what's up, boys? With live events coming back around, are you guys going to go out to see any live wrestling events or concerts? And what was your favorite concert or live event you've ever been to? And I think I want to go to a sporting event, and I want to tailgate. So, what are the essentials to the perfect, quote-unquote, bro-gate? Thanks. Ooh. That's loaded. Very loaded question. So I think we got to break it down one yeah. at a time here. So let's go with the first one. So are, are we going to go see any live wrestling events or concerts? Uh, I would love to see NXT or AEW if they come to town. I know they announced the Raw coming. Yeah. Not, not going to that. Yeah, I don't no. think I want to waste my money on no. that. Um, 
But as far as live concerts, I know Billy Strings is coming in yep. August, and then Amigo is coming in October. October second, coming those in. On sa- I think if those tickets today, sale, we got to buy them up. They're, I know Billy Strings already yeah. sold out. I'm gonna have to buy them second market. Oh Jesus, secondary I, market. So I'm just gonna spend a yeah a ton. buttload I think of money. Like Seventy a piece now. That's not too bad. No, I'm, yeah. I mean I have to yeah. buy two of them. So so I definitely Amigo. For sure. I mean, that, I think tickets went on sale today, actually. So we got to look at that when we're done talking to you guys. Yeah. And if I, you want, I saw the LA shows already sold out. Oh yeah, and Pittsburgh will sell it too. So it's Pittsburgh second, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, not Pittsburgh the second, but it's October the second in Pittsburgh. If I can speak well, I make money with my words. So um, we're you know we're going to buy tickets for that, and I can say too for uh, live wrestling events. You know, there, there are some local shows that might be coming around more often. You know, we have, like, IWG stuff that comes around, things like that. Yeah, I'd that. be down for that. Yeah, I'd love to go to that stuff. I mean, you can go to those for, like, 15 bucks. Yeah, 15 bucks, and you can actually drink with the wrestlers afterwards. Right. And so we might we might hit some of those up, too, and maybe bring you guys some interviews with those people. It'd be kind of fun. Um, but, like, I'm with Adam. Uh, not so much NXT for me, but I want to see AEW live. I missed it when they came here the first time. And Britt Baker was still a baby face. Right. Which was really, really right. weird to think about. Um, so then we move on to what was your favorite concert or live event you've ever been to? So it's split for me. I w- and I don't know the years on either. Of okay. These. I was trying to figure it out and I still couldn't figure it out. So in my second place for, cause I just can't pick one, but my second place was, I went to rolling rock town fair when that was a thing. Oh yeah. And velvet revolver. No way. Rock. Yeah. And it was Scott Weiland was freaking amazing and seeing him play with basically guns and roses behind him was Sick. phenomenal dude how close were you to the stage at that by the way very close because yeah. it rained all day so a bunch of people freaking left and yeah. it wasn't like it was stone temple pilots or guns and roses it was like a new like they Gun, were only guns out and pilots yeah they were only out for <laughs> a couple months oh dude time. that had to be right when slither yeah it was right when oh my yeah, god yeah. how cool was like that so that was a killer performance and then I can't even remember the OzFest lineup of the one OzFest I went to. 2005, baby. I I think it might have been 2005. Yes. Or it was 2004. It was like right in there. I know what you're talking about. But it was the one uh, where Black Sabbath played. Yep. And there was a lightning storm. Yes. And lightning was striking behind the stage while Sabbath played. And Sabbath was still as good as any of their records. Yes. Even though Ozzy was a mumbling, pilled up mess. Yep. Um that's the like the headliners i remember and i know that ozfest was built out like crazy too. yeah and so was that that really rock town fair was actually the town fair weird that i remember this where the guy from the Dist- the lead singer from disturbed and the lead singer from finch got in a fight oh my god yeah. so that's how long ago that did was. david draymond win that fight by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah what it is to burn you yeah. are yeah. so i so you're thinking of 2004. I think both of those might have been the same, almost the same. Year. They were incredible. They were within like two so years. So 2004 years. saw the return of the original Black Sabbath. They were playing Paranoid. This is before you and I knew each other, by the way, which is pretty cool. We were the same place, but they were playing Paranoid, and Ozzy laughed. And I mean, this is the thing I remember the most. He laughs, and the spider of lightning hits behind the stage they also had a really sick like single bolt come down when they were playing war pig yeah. yeah oh man that was so cool yeah. not as cool as whenever you and i went to that concert it was like marilyn manson and remember it rained so hard <laughs> that they like they like avengers <laughs> came out like, just rock and roll go home 
There's only one thing I remember from that show, and yeah. you probably don't want me to mention it. On oh, the when podcast. I peed myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go to the porter potties, and you're like, why don't you just pee right here? I was like, because I I don't want to like expose myself. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, just pee your pants. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. And I was like, wait, are you peeing yourself right now? And he's like, and you were just. I was, yeah. was midstream, man. Yeah. Because we were soaked. Like, you couldn't yeah, even tell. You couldn't tell what it was. And I was like, yeah, but what about getting home? He's like, I'm not going home in my car. Yeah. We were, <laughs> we were riding one of our old buddies' cars. <laughs> when you made eye contact, like, like wait, are you going to go right now? I'm like, I'm already in it, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I tell you right now, too, that was out at Burgettstown. And if. If I was the only person taking a pee in the lawn, then... Oh, I wouldn't be... Yeah, I'd yeah, be shocked. Yeah. Who was... It was Manson opening up for somebody good. <laughs> Rob, wasn't it Rob Zombie? Wasn't it the, the Twins of Evil tour? No, it was the year before that. Oh, wait a minute. Ven Sevenfold was the opening band. No, no, no. Uh, of Mice and Men were the... I Are you sure? So. I think so. But I remember, I remember seeing some songs from Avenged Sevenfold before that uh, started. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it might have just been what they were playing before Manson came out. Yeah, maybe. But I remember Manson came out and like lightning hit the stage and knocked everything out, and we right. were we were just done. Right. Yeah. And I pissed myself. That's what I did. So I'm actually going to be a little more nostalgic with my favorite live performance because there was a there was a time where Adam and I were going to go see Amiga the Devil for the first time, and we didn't have tickets because we thought like, oh, he's like a small indie artist, like we're not going to worry about. It. We get tickets at the gate. We didn't really know that he had such a following. I mean, th- this thing had sold out. So, um, Adam, for the first time ever, I think the rules finally reversed where you were positive and I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it never happened before. It hasn't happened since. Yeah. Adam had the <laughs> power day, of positivity, I was like, man. No, we're going to go get beers and we're going to listen to some goddamn music. Yeah. So we're over at Grist House and uh, we're drinking beers and we're just kind of like relegating like, okay, we're not going to go see him. He's playing at Mr. Small's. He's like two streets back. Like we're never going to get to go over there. It's fine. In the fun house. Yeah. During the same night, the corn was playing yeah. at the bottom. Corn was in with somebody. Yeah. Oh, I think Jonathan Davis was doing like his own. Or you know what? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Davis doing on his set. solo tour. Yeah. So we're like, we're hanging around in Grist House and we can't find tickets, of course. Like we're trying to like double up or whatever and trying to like go online and find stuff. We're striking out and tickets are going for like $100. Like I'm not spending $100. So Adam looks at me and he goes, eh, hey, let's just go get some greasy food, relax and see if we can find something. So we went to a food truck and when we came back, whoever that dude was like, those people are selling tickets over there. And then we met two like really awesome guys like yeah man we're just gonna go over there we have extra tickets you're our two friends bail and we have two yeah, extra tickets, two tickets. And i was like i'm like thinking like oh fuck they're gonna want like tickets were going for 20 dollars originally i'm like man they're gonna want like 50 bucks a piece from us they're like no man face value it's totally cool not a problem and um we got tickets to go see amiga the devil and we walked in and it was a show where it was like it was a band it was a local band that was playing at first but then it was like harley poe was playing and then right. amiga the devil played it was one of those incredible shows we ever been to together uh, you know, when we see shows together and it was just phenomenal. But for me, and I don't think you remember this. So I bought a shirt at this thing where it has a bunch of serial killers on it. And it's like, you know, Dahmer and Amigo the Devils in the bottom. Cause he sings songs about serial killers. And I put it around my neck and we walked back to our cars at the end of the night. And I was like, man, that was so awesome. Like dapped each other up and like, okay, I'm going, I'm going. So the, I, do remember I get in my car and I'm driving home. 
And I'm like, oh man, it's so cool. And I got like stickers and like a t-shirt and I reached down and I don't feel the shirt. I'm like, oh no. And it struck me like I took my jacket off to get in the car and I flicked the shirt off and it was in the middle of the road. So I'm like, I'm already two minutes away from home. I'm not turning around. It's like a 30 minute drive back. I was like, you know what? Chalk up to the gods, man. It was a cool show. Kind of sucks. I don't have that shirt. And then I rode back through the next day to go to work. And I was like, you know what? Screw it, man. I'm going to take a quick detour to see if it's still there. And it was in the middle of the street, covered in frost. And I yeah, called you. <laughs> yeah, I called you. I had it laying across the vents of my car, defrosting. And I was like, it's like, dude, you never guess what I found. <laughs> yeah, man, but that was that was probably my favorite show that so was a far. Great show. Yeah. That was probably my favorite since I moved back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Either that or the time we went to see Every Time I Die because it's Every Time I Die. Every Time. Yeah, well, that's a given. I'm trying to find a good yeah, solid second that was place. A good, that was a really yeah. good, that was a really good just day. Yeah. Going to see Amigo the Devil. That was awesome. fantastic. And everyone was so nice. And I think we actually end up getting those tickets because we get we were being gentlemen and we gave our seats to people who were waiting to drink beer at Grist House. Yeah, we gave our seats up at the bar because yeah. I can stand and drink like a champ. Yep. Uh, to a point. To a point. <laughs> then you become melted candle, yeah. Adam. So, uh, la- crumple physics. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last question here is uh, so this uh, young gentleman wants to go to a sporting event, wants to tailgate. And he wants to know what are the essentials to the perfect bro gates. So we've had the perfect bro gate, by the way. We did. Yeah. It was uh, a case of light beer for every person. So that's th- 30, 30 cans. 30 cans <laughs> per person. We had seven people. We had seven people. We had eight people, and I think we had 10 cases of beer. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, lots of beer, number one. And then. And do light beer because you're it's yeah it's a marathon when you're tailgating it's, it's not a, a sprint right. it's not a sprint uh, and I should I should mention too we were tailgating for the Pirates so we had no vested interest in actually seeing the game right uh, so don't like don't pick something like oh I'm gonna go see you know Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals don't do that yeah uh, you want to see something like it's Game like sixty one of a hundred eighty two game season for the Pirates and you know they're already like Out under five hundred yeah. <laughs> So uh, we had uh, more than 40 cans of beer for each person. And then you have to make sure that one person is smart enough to bring some kind of like uh, mobile grill. Right. Have to. Have to. Because you have to have protein. And you have to have the meat. Yeah, you have to have the yeah. meat to put on the grill. So don't forget that. Lots of protein. It's very important. So people have this misconception where like you have, to eat, you have to eat bread to sober up. And it's not the case. No, you need that meat. You need that meat. Protein. Protein actually helps you sober up faster. My, my misconception is cheese. I just start downing <laughs> cheese. Sir, I've told you enough times. Where we, Adam, if you drink enough beer and eat cheese, all you do is create an atom bomb in your stomach, oh, yeah. and then you just gross people out. <laughs> so you want to make sure you have the beer, the grill, the meat, and the number one thing you need to have, I think are fun people to be around. Yeah, have good friends. Yeah. I would say also have a generic activity. You don't need to have cornhole. Everybody no, has cornhole. Everyone has that. We took a beer, like a makeshift beer pong to yeah. us. Um, but that, I mean, that was back in the early mm-hmm. 2010s. When it was so fun and cool. Everybody was playing beer yeah. pong still. But I tell you what though, I mean, that was a party starter because we had other people from other tailgates come over and play with us. Yeah. So we, our party grew from like eight to like 20. And I would say just like, Kind of something that's probably overlooked, like a, a good fully charged 
Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, so especially you can have now. Some music going, yeah. So that's yeah, man. So we had we had Lamb of God blasting at one point. Yeah, we just had the cars on. Playing yeah. out of the. I was smacking beers out of people's hands. I was playing, I was playing <laughs> Lamb of God out of my Scion TC, man. Hell yeah, I jealous. <laughs> barely fit a cooler in that thing. Yeah, man. It was, like, it was almost like we all had to coordinate to bring like, the smallest things. We all had, because we were all broke, so we all had small cars. Right. So like, I'm showing up in my little Toyota Corolla. And if you don't know what I look like, by the way, I'm 6'2", and I'm like 310 pounds. And I was in a Toyota Corolla. SE, by the way. So super small. Um but yeah, you definitely you want to have your essentials. And then I always say this now, as a 35-year-old man, you need to have something non-alcoholic on site. Eh. You have to. You yeah, have it's to. a good idea. You it's a really to. good idea. Listen, 20 22-year-old me would called me a bitch. We had 10 cases of beer and I think 24 bottles of water. No, we didn't. <laughs> we had some water. We had two bottles of water. And they weren't even like liter bottles. They, they were from our hotel rooms. They were from our hotel rooms. They were the little bottles that you don't have to pay for if you take them from the mantle. You know what I mean? Yep. The complimentary ones. Yep. Um, nobody walked away from that brogate ready to be in public whatsoever. I drank Mystery Moonshine in line for a porter party. There, yeah, so. how'd that work out for you? Uh, don't remember the rest of the night. I was already saying, man. Uh, I ate, did you ever, I ever tell you about the time I ate those moonshine blueberries? When I was at a. I was, at, was a, at an Oz Fest. We were there together. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or that, whatever Mayhem Fest. Whatever that dipshit. He's like, my name is Turtle. Or yeah, yeah. We were in multiple yeah. porter parties together. Yeah. It was either cherries or blueberries or raspberries. It was blueberries, and yeah. I was a dum dum. And he's like, they're 190,000 proof. Like, he has no idea what alcohol is. And I was like, whatever. And I put my whole hand in and ate like a palm full yeah, of berries. Yeah, I remember, like, and I remember going back to our tailgate after that, and I think we were both single, or, like, didn't have whoever we were dating there with yes. us. Yes. And we told the rest of the group what we did, and they're like, did you know this guy? And I'm like, no. No, and no. They're like, you just drank his yeah. jar, mason jar of alcohol and then yeah. ate the berries out of it? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what if it was gas? I was like, not blind yet. Yeah. We're, we're doing okay now. Yeah. And also, too, it was funny to hear even, like, what was his name? Like, it was fucking Turtle. 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 That's my final truth. Shout out to Turtle. Hope you're doing all right, buddy. You gave us gasoline berries and we survived. I don't great. But, man, I think you're still drinking them, so. <laughs> you got holes in your brain now, buddy. So, Adam, speaking of holes in the brain, <laughs> we we did sip on some wonderful dad shoes. Again, I can't say it enough. Dad shoes was here in the Jojitorium. is on tap right now. But I I want Adam to let everyone know what else is on tap here in the Jojitorium. Sure, sure. The, uh, Jojinator is still on tap one, but there is literally three pints left, so we're going to have to start brewing around here. Uh, but that's our Orange Blossom Double IPA. Um, going to be gone soon. The Dad Shoes Lemon Summer Shandy Ale just hit the taps yesterday, well, today, as we're recording this. Yeah. Uh, 5.2, great summer sipper. I uh, have two kegs of it. Get get it now though. Uh, it's gonna go fast. It I'm goes. Getting, I'm getting a lot of very fast. Lot of response to it. We still have a little bit of the Mom Jeans Mimosa Ale on. Uh, it's a, it's at six point eight, and then we have the. Can you wait, wait, wait? Could you get Dad shoes and Mom Jeans and call it pending divorce? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We call it weekend with the kids. Weekend with the kids. <laughs> Two Christmases. Yay! <laughs> In the number four spot, we just put on the second and final keg of the retired triple agent, our pineapple jalapeno triple IPA coming in at 10.2. Come get it. I want to kill that thing this week. Let's do it. 
R.I.P. Connell. Uh, you made sure you drove the most bitching car with skulls in it that I've ever seen in my life. And if you want to know what's happening with Adam down here in the Brew Lab and what we're up to, you can always search out at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to follow Adam on Untapped to see what's going on in the Brew Lab. And if you want to find out what's happening with us here on Decay with the Boys, we are at Decay and WTB on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Do not forget to keep sending in all your emails and questions and whatevers to decayandwtb at gmail.com. And I want to say, Adam, we are going to be on Wild Nights with Rocky Powell, her IG live show that she has every week. Uh, we're going to be on there on June 16th. It's a Wednesday at 8 p.m., Rocky has been phenomenal to us. She's been very helpful, um, and she's been so gracious as to invite us on to her show. And if you have not listened to Wild Nights at Rocky Powell, you are doing yourself a disservice. You could be a party god right now by going over and following her at Wild Nights with Rocky on all social media, and she's super active on Twitter. So check her out. She's the bee's knees. Yeah, a little preview. You're going to hear how our brogate tailgate party ended probably yeah. on that podcast i would say you're definitely gonna know a lot of things we tried to steal stuff one of us fell asleep somewhere there's stuff there's stuff tune one of us tried to jump off a bridge yeah so tune in on june 16th and you can find out all about it so again at bash underscore brew for all your beer needs and at the KNWTV for all your podcast news and until next time cheers cheers